all up in this bitch. Ooh, ooh. This is for the people football. Bing, bing, bing. Here to talk about sports. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, sorry guys, that was... That's what we're sticking with today. Yeah. That's what you get for an intro. One day we'll have a better intro. <laughs> we're going to get there eventually. eventually. We'll have like an animatronic intro. We'll have some like Silver Valley white guy rap intro. It'll be great. Mm, I would hit that Silver Valley story, but I don't want to get copyright infringed. See the new poem. Anyway. Fuck, it's been a minute, guys. Yeah, back at it again with the finger guns and the going hard in the paint. So, we're going to talk about football today. Of course, this is Steven. This is your boy Tyler. And we're for the people football. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole lot of nothing going on in the world of sports right now. Uh, we have Madden. People are playing Madden, yeah, which is we, exciting. We, we talked about that Madden tournament. I last night ended up watching probably like a solid 45 minutes of uh, NBA players playing 2K on ESPN. And it's sad, but that's what life has become. Yeah, I couldn't do it. They were trash, dude. Zach Levine. I, Levine? I just, Levine. Horrible. He's getting gassed up by a guy. I, I don't watch a whole lot of basketball, but he was getting gassed up by a guy I'd never heard of. Who was the guy? I don't even remember. I sent it to you. I don't remember the guy's oh, name. I'll have to look at it. Um, Adebayo? No. Bam Adebayo? Nope. That's not it. Know that name. Uh, Bam's a center for the Heat. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the guy? He was, a, he was an all-star this year. Definitely <laughs> was not the guy. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, first yeah. overall pick, like last year. Never DeAndre heard of Ayton. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's he play for? The Suns. He didn't play as the Suns. Yeah, he, he played as Houston. He was like the number one <laughs> pick out of Arizona, and not this season, but the season before. I don't watch basketball. Yeah, he's not actually great. Like, he's kind <laughs> of a bust. He was yeah. suspended for the first. I think it was like forty-five games this year for. Uh, I can't remember. Was it weed or if it was like a PED? But he did something he wasn't supposed to do. Big ass call center. Looks like he's fucking. He looks like kind of Dwight, right? Super shredded, but he has no skill. See, like he, he looks really small to compared to. Well, I mean, granted, there was nobody else in the room with him. It was just no. him, so he was probably like eighteen feet tall. DeAndre Ayton's like seven foot, like two sixty. Yeah, two seventy. Like a little guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> small. <I> take him. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what we're dealing with right now. That's that's the extent of our sports. Right now, we have NFL offseason going on, but there's not a whole lot happening there. I mean, some free agency stuff. We talked about it last time with the whole Dre Hopkins trade, which Nightmare. shocked the world. Yeah. But, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot after, you know, Tom Brady signed with the Bucks. Yep, that happened. Um, gave, Chris Godwin gave his number up to Tom Brady. Yep. So Did you hear, uh, allegedly, Tom Brady wanted to go to Indy? But they chose Philip Rivers over Tom Brady. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I read it. I, I didn't fact check it, but I read it. <laughs> I had read that Tom Brady actually sold himself to the Bucks. Like the Bucks were like, "Hey," and he was like, "Nah, here's why you should pick me." And they're like, "Oh, all right, cool." My thing about Tom Brady to Tampa Bay is that <clears throat> if Tom Brady's gonna sell himself somewhere, like that makes the most sense. Like you get ridiculous weapons all over the offense. The defense isn't great, but I'm, I would imagine they're gonna draft defensively this year. I think their defense is better than... I mean, Devin White's going into his second season. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure... Do they still have Levante David? Mm-hmm. He's an animal. Yeah. Uh, they still have Shaq Barrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, their secondary's not overly great, but they have some really solid pieces in the middle and off the edge on that defense. If they go and get a guy like... 
Um, I keep seeing a lot of like Javon Kinlaw, interior pass rusher, or AJ Espinosa to the books. Yeah. Like on the outside, like they're just gonna keep adding to that defensive front. It works for teams. Ask the Niners. You don't have to have a great <laughs> secondary to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to have an all right secondary to win in the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> not if you're not playing the Chiefs. That's true. That's very true. And I don't know if you know this, but Denver's taking that division this year. No cap. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to be second place, but... <laughs> <laughs> you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, outside of Tom Brady, like, nothing... Uh, the USA Today yelled at Sean Payton for wanting to hold his draft room at a brewery. Why? Why did they yell at him or why did he want to do it? Why would they yell at him? I it was irresponsible. Her exact words that her name was Nancy something or another for USA Today. Hmm. Um, Nancy. Nancy, exactly. Yeah. Um she said, not since Mike Ditka have the Saints pulled something this stupid on draft day. <laughs> if I And then Sean Payton got on Twitter and sent shot back shots back at her. If I was a GM or an owner of a football team you bet your ass I ain't doing it in, like, a war room. That's going to be boring, dude. Everyone's going to be, like, tired. I'm going to do it at a brewery. If the fifth, if it's the end of, like, the fifth round, right, we're sitting there on day, day one, no one can drink. You have a couple beers, right? <laughs> but it's, like, day one, we're good. We've got our pick. Maybe we're going to move back up. People are going to keep their mind. It's day three. It's the end of the fifth. Everyone's slammered. And we're, like, <laughs> just ruined. And we're, like, oh, my God, you know what we need right now? And we're, like, what? we like, we need that third string backup from in UConn. They're like, which backup? He goes, the quarterback. We need the third string quarterback from UConn. And we draft that guy? Fucking so what? They go wild. What's up? <laughs> well, so the, the reason that she was getting upset was because uh, most teams aren't doing a draft party at all. Most mm-hmm. teams are, they're all going to do it virtually. They're going to connect via Skype or whatever they're doing. Zoom. Sean Payton is like, hey, we're going to get a small group of guys together at this brewery. <laughs> You're good. I just saw something. Oh, like, what is oh. happening? <laughs> I'll point it out after the podcast. Um, but Sean Payton wants to actually get a group of guys together. They're going to do the social distancing thing, all that. But she lit him up because she didn't have the information. He got on Twitter was like, hey, you got about 8% of this right. She came out later and was like, my bad. He was like, yeah, you're bad. I would have I would have retweeted that for if she came out. I was like, my bad. I would have retweeted, yeah, you're bad. Do your job better. <laughs> he was too. He was like, uh, send shots all day. Shit, what did he... Something like, now more than ever, we need actual facts or something like that. And Damn. Yeah. That was about the most exciting thing that I saw sports-wise this week. I mean... Outside of Derwood Jeans handing out ass-whoopings on Madden. Like, so, because I watch... A, I, I listen to a, a Broncos... A Daily Broncos podcast. And, like, a draft thing. And we do our own, like, research and, and player stuff. Um, it's... We're trying to find and fill needs. Like, I mean, I was super excited the Broncos re-shrined, re-signed Shelby Harris. They lost, of course, Derek Wolf, which kind of hurt my heart a little bit. I'd rather had Derek Wolf than Shelby Harris. And that's just sentimental value. That's I, mean, I get Shelby that. Shelby Harris is a lot better than Derek Wolf at this point in his I get career. That. But when Marcus Colston left, I was devastated, even though Michael Thomas was on his way in and we had Brandon Cooks. There's this giant thing going on right now in Denver, like as far as fans, and it's. More of the educated versus uneducated fans. I get that. Uh, I I find myself on Facebook on some of these groups sometimes, and I'll be like, oh. Up until 3 in the morning yeah. on a work night. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Dorsett makes the <laughs> NFC West wide receiver court elite. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> get up out of here with that nonsense. If you're that person, 
Oh my god. If you're actually that person and you listen to this podcast, you're like, oh, I remember that conversation. Yeah. I actually have it. Get out. Don't even follow yeah. us anymore. You're not educated <laughs> enough. Dumbass. That's a red foreman. Yeah, <laughs> I hate people like that. But it's like, I'm sitting there, there's like this debate on Broncos, like Facebook and Instagram right now. It's <laughs> Nick Vanette. They just signed Nick Vanette. He was with the Seahawks last year. He's that blocking ish tight end. Uh, they said. There's no reason he should be wearing number 88. Like, that's Demarius Thomas's number. And there's a whole other fans that are saying, like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, what did Demarius Thomas actually do to deserve to have his number not worn? And I was like, well, kind of somewhere in the team, right? Yeah. DT is my second favorite Bronco of all time. I go to bat for DT. That was my dude. Yeah. Same time, he's not a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's probably a ring of famer at some point in time. I feel like if you're getting your number retired, it's got to be Hall of Fame. Right? Well, Especially if it's 88, because that's the cleanest number in jerseys. It is my favorite. Like, cleanest number. It is so perfect. Because, um, like, so when Denver drafts Jerry Judy this year, that's who I want <laughs> <laughs> That's who I want wearing 88. Do you guys have a number 12 right now? Because uh, it was Cody Latimer, right? No, Latimer was 14 was for a 14? long time. But, I mean, we probably had a 12. I'm trying to think. There was a lot of those white those wide receivers at the bottom of the, yeah, the, the roster coming up and kicks. down, yeah, things <laughs> like that nature. So, um, I can't think of Nick Williams wore might have been Nick Williams, but he was cut like three times last year. <laughs> the Saints know. did the same thing to JT Barrett. Dude. We kind of like <laughs> he's on the practice squad, then he's active roster, then he's cut, then he's back on the active roster, then he's cut, then back on the practice squad, then cut. But, I'm surprised he didn't make his way to the XFL, to be honest. Should have. I mean, 12-gauge made it there. Right. And 12-gauge lost his job to JT Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, like, so like, there's this, like, internal debate in Denver right now. It's like, who, who should, how should your number be retired? Like, what is the standard to have your number retired? In Denver, there's only, like, three numbers retired right now. Um, yeah, three that I can think of. It's, uh... Floyd Littles, 44, and Frank Chapuka, and um, um, Frank Chapuka and Peyton Manning is 18, if you will. So it's like two numbers. There's not a whole lot else that are retired that I can think of off the top of my head. The next notable one will be Champ Bailey's 24 at some point in time. So there's this debate, like, how many... What, what should the criteria be to retire a number? Because what... You can't just retire every number, right? Yeah. So, Andrew Mason, the DMVR, he said it should be... You obviously leave Frank Chapuka or Peyton Manning, right? Right now, they, there's our... Eight teams already retired. Yeah. They have Frank Chapuka. They have a little side note for Peyton Manning, which is stupid. They should actually take Peyton Manning and <laughs> give him a Make whole... His own thing. So, what they have is these giant, like, wooden jerseys up on the stadium yeah. that are retired. So, it says Little, it says Chapuka, and then on Chapuka's, it has, like, a little slash, and it says Manning. <laughs> And I'm like, you should just, just give make, him his own deal. Just yeah. make his whole thing. Like, Peyton Manning won us the Super Bowl. Frank Chapuka never did. Like, the reason Frank Chapuka's never retired is because he was, like, the first quarterback in Broncos <laughs> history to, like... Do anything. Be okay <laughs> at football. Like... <laughs> See, for me, New Orleans has a couple guys retired, but I... The only two guys I could think of that, like, deserve to get their numbers retired... Steve Gleason. Just that's because a, of the importance of... That's a sentimental thing, Of what yeah. he did. And then Drew. Like, those are the only two that you can really be like, those are the two. Yeah. I, Unless you're going to retire all the 50s for the Dome Patrol. <laughs> well, you could do... S- <clears throat> Sam Mills makes sense. Sam Mills, Ricky Jackson's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so, my thing, so Denver, like Andrew Mason said, is you be not just a Hall of Famer, 
but a first ballot Hall of Famer. Because Philip Lindsay's wearing Terrell Davis's number, and yeah. he's arguably the best running back in Denver Broncos history. 26 from, and I know Clint Portis isn't in the Hall of Fame, but 26 has been passed around from running back to safety to corner, to safety to corner left and right, and Oh, we got away from it. <laughs> I'm surprised I did. I forgot about that alarm. I hope that makes it into the podcast. It might. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> That's how we should open it, dude. Violin solo. Violin solo. Uh, but so, like, Shannon Sharp, 84, gets passed around here and there. Um, it's just one of those well, things. that's the thing. Really, really, really good players... Yeah, you take that number, and like if I look at like a number 12 in New Orleans, I'm like, oh, that's Marcus Colson's number. Yeah. 41, Alvin Kamara wears it. I'm like, oh, that's still Roman Harper's number. So, like, sentimentally, fans will hold on to that number, but you shouldn't retire. Because then you're going to have like a guy come in, he's like, what number can I wear? They're like, nothing, sorry. 89, maybe? You're like, cut. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, there's, there should be a standard, like a, a, a jersey withholding. Mm-hmm. So, a guy can't come in and wear. So one that always bugged me, and even though I was a uh, Darren Williams fan um, before he was tragically killed, but he wore 27. And there's this whole thing where people say, well, you got to ask Darren Williams' family to wear 27, which is fine. Darren Williams is a great corner. Um, Denver now has a Hall of Fame safety called Steve Atwater. Um, Steve Atwater wore 27 for a long time. Yeah. I honestly didn't think Darren Williams should have been allowed to wear 27 without... Steve Atwater's permission. Now, Steve Atwater apparently in Denver is the nicest human on earth. Yeah. So, like, it, I he just murdered people on the field. He would, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter who it is. Some, like, number 90 guy in the roster, like, in training camp, would be like, can I wear your number? And Steve Atwater would be like, yeah, dude, do it. What's up? But Well, I think they should make it similar to, like, what the Hurricanes do with 52. Right? They, every year, the, they let someone wear Ray Lewis's number the same way LSU is doing with number seven right now. Every year they let somebody wear number seven. It's it's a big deal at LSU. It's a big deal at Miami. Um, I think something like that, right? Well, that's how I like make the number in like it represents what Ray Lewis did there. If you want to wear fifty two, you gotta. That's the bar you have to set. <laughs> that's what I say. So first ballot Hall of Fame. So there's only one first ballot Hall. Well, two first ballot Hall of Famers in Denver history, right? John Elway. He's the other guy who has his number retired. Obviously, sorry, John Elway. He's <laughs> I don't like John Elway, I guess. <laughs> John Elway and Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey's number will eventually be retired. He's yeah. got to make the ring of fame. See, that's hard, too, though, because 24 looks clean. Twenty four. Well, my, that's, so that's where my standard lies. Like, you have to retire number 24. Denver and, more importantly, Vance Joseph let Pac-Man Jones wear 24 in Denver. That is the complete opposite of who Champ Bailey was. Didn't he get the green light from Champ, though? I feel like I remember Champ being like, I'm good with it. Yeah. I don't know that it should have had to come down to Champ. Like, yeah. someone in that organization well, should have looked at Champ's not like, going to be like, no, dude. Yeah. Absolutely not. Somebody in an organization should have looked at it and goes, like, here's Pac-Man's attitude. Like, I'm going to say this, and trust me when I say this, this <laughs> ugh, I want to throw up in my mouth when I say this. Had Daryl Rivas come to Denver after Champ Bailey retired and wanted to wear 24, it would have been respectable in a lot of ways because Daryl Rivas was a really good corner yeah. and he wasn't some trash person like Pac-Man Jones was, right? Yeah. Pac-Man Jones was an average corner at best. He had like two really good seasons but he was an average corner, a good corner at best and not a good person. Champ Bailey is arguably one of the top three greatest corners of all time and has always been a good person in the communities. Like, yeah. You can't take that stand. You can't take a murderer, not saying Pac-Man Jones is a murderer, but 
who can't take a murder a murderer and an average football player and be like, oh, here you go, have one of the greatest players in our franchise history. Yeah. He's a number. Like, you should look at it a different way and go, eh, sorry, that should be, you're right, held to a standard. When Von Miller retires, his number shouldn't, like, Champ Bailey's number wasn't worn for several years. Like, Pac-Man Jones was the first one to wear 24 since Champ Bailey retired in 2011. So it was quite some time. It was eight to nine years yeah. before somebody was allowed to wear that jersey that number again. Okay, good. So, like, if Von Miller retires, number 58 shouldn't be worn by just anyone, and it should be sometime down the road, right? See, 58, Yeah, I love Von. Not my favorite number on a jersey. 58 isn't... It's a, a weird one. I like 85. 58 isn't clean. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it because Von makes it look... Von makes it look good, obviously. Yeah. 55, 55 is solid. one of my favorite yeah. numbers. Uh, DJ Williams and both Bradley Chubb were 55, so... That's a clean number. Uh, 56. I'm not a big 56 person. See, Demario Davis made me a fan of 56. Well. I didn't like 56 before either. We had Al Wilson, and Al Wilson was an absolute animal, but 56 just doesn't look... What about 33, dude? Jamal Adams makes 33 look mean. I love... like 33 on Washington back in the day. 33 looks nice, but there's... I just can't think of anyone like 33 where it's like, besides Jamal Adams, where it's like, okay, that guy was a stud, just off the top of my head. And it's Larry just, Bird, dude. Well, <laughs> talking football. Uh, 35 is one of... 35 and 45. Like, the fives. I don't know what it is. Like, 25 looks good. 35 and 45 and 55, I absolutely love. See, I like 44. I like double numbers. Yeah. Any double number. 44 better 88, be... 88, Sean Oakman wearing 77. <laughs> 44 better be an absolute stud safety or... A pass rusher. I don't want him to be a... We've had a couple lower-end guys wearing 44. The last guy that was any good that wore 44 for us was Haole Kikaha. <laughs> and he was just running on bum knees the entire time he was in the league. Such a dope name. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to switch it up a little bit right here. Because I, I've been in forums getting super frustrated. It's draft time. Yes. My favorite player in the draft is Kenneth Murray. You know this. Yeah, somebody had Denver taking him at 15. And I wanted to headbutt Peter Schrager because... We'll get into that in a second. We'll get into Kenneth Murray here in a second, because I heard some stuff about him that made me even more excited for the fact that he might, maybe, hopefully be there at 24. Um, but Kenneth Murray plays the same position as Patrick Queen. Yes. Inside linebacker. Saints fans are the worst. They only want to draft LSU players. That's it. I don't blame them. To an, ex to an extent. <laughs> like, to an extent, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, LSU had arguably the greatest team ever. Maybe. I mean... Joe Burrow. Yeah. Arguably the greatest <laughs> quarterback ever. They've got, like, six guys on defense that could go first round. Does that happen anywhere else in sports, though? Because even, like, they want to pass on... Like, if Jerry Judy was there at 24, they'd be like, no, give us Justin Jefferson. There's no fucking way I'm taking Justin Jefferson over Jerry Judy. That's how Saints fans There's are, dude. No it's way. so annoying. Do you get that, though, With in Denver? Do you get that with Colorado players? They're like, dude, if Jerry Judy's there at, at 14, we want Louis no, Gachet not. No, because Denver's had, Colorado as a whole, has had a handful of, I would say, quote-unquote, big-time players. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, in Denver, it's a little more spread out because you have... Obviously, Utah's right around the corner. You've it's, got... it's not Sefa Luau. Um, there was a running back for um, Colorado that won the Heisman mm -hmm. and never did anything in the NFL. Um, Happens often. Flat out. just. The, but 
like some of the biggest names in like Denver history, like or for Colorado history, like Steph Luau, and you're like, I've never heard of him. Like exactly, like <laughs> the biggest name right now coming out of Colorado sports is is Lavisca Chanel, right? Yeah. Guys, I love Lavisca. Now, if Lavisca was healthy, I would probably take Lavisca over a guy like Justin Jefferson. Well, he would definitely be my fourth wide receiver, right? I'm still taking Ruggs, Judy, or CD Lamb. CD Lamb to me is the best receiver in this draft. Yeah. Just I think it's for me, just, there, you can see so many receivers going early. Well, yeah, Lavisca's number four. Mm-hmm. If you're coming at me and saying like I'm taking Lavisca over Jerry Judy, I'm going to tell you there's no way. If yeah. you're like Hey, I'm taking LaVisco over Denzel Mims, who I really like Denzel. Right now, he's my fourth wide receiver. Yeah. I'd say, okay, you could do that if he was healthy. <sighs> Philip Lindsay, same thing. Philip Lindsay went undrafted, and there was a lot of people who in Denver were like, I have no idea who Philip Lindsay is when we drafted him. Yeah. Now, thank you, Ryan Koenigsberg of DNVR, back then BSN Sports, was like, if you guys don't know who Philip Lindsay is, if the Broncos don't draft him, I'm going to headbutt like he was pissed. <laughs> Denver Everybody didn't draft him. Denver didn't draft him. He was upset. They signed him immediately after the draft. He was like, oh, they should have drafted him. This is horseshit. They drafted this David Williams guy. Ryan Conisberg didn't like David Williams just for the fact that Denver drafted him over Philip Lindsay. And I'm sure yeah. David Williams is a nice guy. It is only the super diehard Colorado fans that are like, you need to get this player. But there's never been one where Denver's like, where fans are like, you've got to take him first round, number, trade yeah. to the number one overall pick. If a receiver comes up, Saints fans are like, no, nah, it's got to be Justin Jefferson. If Kenneth Murray's name comes up, no, nah, it's got to be Patrick Queen. If we're looking at corners, <sighs> <You're> if, <Fulton. laughs> if Jeff Okuda's there at 24, no, we need Fulton. Need it's Fulton. so annoying. Dude, like, and I don't know if it happens anywhere else in, in sports. I'm I don't sure know if the Dolphins it, all want to take hurricanes. I'm sure it does. Oh, like I said, Denver is so annoying. <laughs> Colorado sports, Denver is the standout sport, right? Like, the Nuggets for a long time were okay. They are good. Like, right now, they're a good basketball team. But you've never pointed to the Nuggets and been like, these guys are NBA royalty. The Avs have won the Stanley Cup. They were hockey. You'd look at the Avs. You go, okay, Avs are top-tier-ish One of my favorite basketball teams all time, though, were Melo, J.R. Smith, and AI when they were all playing in in Denver. Was Chauncey on that team? I think Chauncey was on that team. Uh, It was just before Andre Miller. Just before Andre Miller? I'm pretty sure. See, but like there's these <laughs> CSU, the Rams, they're not a good football yeah. team. Colorado's had some peaks, right? They, they've been close. They've done it. Chad Bailey's son's going to CSU right now. CSU, yeah? yes. Okay. Kayvon Bailey. Uh, I don't know that for some weird reason. <laughs> Deion Sanders' kid was going to go to CSU, but he ended up going to South Carolina yeah. instead. But yeah. it's like there's not like one thing. Like Outside Denver fans Broncos. hold Broncos fans to a. Um, uh, <laughs> that's our niece. <laughs> Denver fans hold like players to like Denver Heights, right? Like Broncos Heights. Like there's this mile high heights. There's this. That's again those uneducated fans that people look in Denver right now, and they they don't like the fact that Denver's going to sign Justin Simmons to this giant deal, right? They're like Justin Simmons is nowhere close to the same safety that Dennis Smith and Steve Atwater were, and I'm like Justin Smith is the best safety we've had. Since then. Like, yeah. and Green Jackson's really good too, but it's like Justin Simmons is a stud. And they're like, he only had four interceptions. Why doesn't he have 12 interceptions last season? Like, because that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. You don't throw interceptions anymore. Like, not everyone's Jameis, right? <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> it's, it, that's where Denver holds the status, like, right? It's like, DJ Williams was such a great inside linebacker 
really good inside linebacker for Denver for a long time. You he brought the through, attitude. You right? guys went through a stretch where you had a ton of really good linebackers. Wesley like Woodard, yeah. Wesley Woodard, Woody DJ we had, Williams. DJ Williams, we had these guys. And everyone was like, well, they're not Al Wilson or Randy Gladys here. They're not that good. I'm like, not everyone could be borderline Hall of Fame linebackers. See, that's, that's the old heads in football for me, though. Because I, I look at guys now, you look at a guy like Jamal Adams, you look at a guy like uh, Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. right? They're like, Christian McCaffrey's not Barry Sanders. I'm like, he's the closest thing we've had since. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, I just... And you get it with or with Jerry Rice as well, right? Is he's not Jerry Rice? It's like, yeah, but he's like really, 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 really good. You get stuck on, and we do it too. I know I do it with Ladainian Tomlinson. I'm like, he's not as good as LT. There are certain players like I know you're not a Jerry Rice fan. Jerry Rice holds the receiving stats for a reason. Now he was kind of part of that explosion into the passing offense away yeah. from it. He had a heads up, and of course. He still Two had to catch Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Steve Young and uh, Joe Montana. Like he had, have had Jeff Garcia. Ah, man, if he had a Jeff Garcia, it was another <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, but he played for so long as well. But he was so good. But if you're like right now, if you're like in this league, I, I've I've watched enough Jerry Rice tape to know he can fit in this league right now, and yeah. he would be a superstar. But I also know. If Julio Jones or Megatron played back in the 90s and 80s... And played as long as Jerry Rice did. They would have been unstoppable. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're telling me they wouldn't have. When guys back then are running 4-4, like 940s, and you're like, blistering speed, and Julio comes out and runs like a 4-3-8, and DT runs like a 4-3-8, and people are like, how do we stop a guy that's six <laughs> foot three, 235 pounds that runs that fast? You don't, well, right? That's- the NFL is always changing, right? You've got linebackers getting smaller and faster. You've got, well... That will... Smaller and faster. <laughs> that will change, right? I've always yeah. said this, and Derrick Henry is the point. Derrick Henry is my, my, my fulcrum, if you will. It's, it's the balance. It's going to tip because you had smaller, faster running backs. You now have to get smaller, faster linebackers. You're eventually going to get somebody that goes, I need a bigger, maybe not albeit super fast, now Derrick Henry is. Yeah. Fast linebacker that can just run over these smaller safety-sized running backs or safety-sized linebackers, right? So somebody took it. Mike Vrabel's like, here's Derek Henry. Run over those basically safeties in the box. So now eventually you're going to go somewhere and there's going to be some bigger guy. Somewhere like Arizona. Arizona State's going to be a six foot four, 250, 260-pound like inside true linebacker. Yeah. We need him because we play Derrick Henry twice a year. And you're going to like – you're it's going to tip back and forth. It's always this kind of roundabout way. Well, that's where – Divisionally, it gets specific, right? If yeah. you look at like New Orleans, we brought in Alvin Kamara, we have Michael Thomas. Yeah. How do you counteract that? Deion Jones and Keanu Neal. <laughs> you get a linebacker that runs a 4 3 and will blast your running back into the fourth row. Yeah. And you get a safety that'll take Michael Thomas's head off. <laughs> like, that. that's what's fun to me, right? Because Tennessee brought in Derrick Henry. Yeah. I would love to see a. Patrick Queen end up in Indianapolis. Well, Indianapolis already has yes, their guy. Darius Leonard. And now <laughs> DeForest Buckner. Yeah. So um, the, and you're right, because that's where it's happened, right? The Colts didn't bring on DeForest Buckner and then sign Sheldon Day because some other outside interior motive, right? They weren't looking at it going, well, we need it just in case we play so-and-so in the future. It's like, no, we play Derrick Henry twice a year. Now. We need guys up front. Denver's doing that. For the longest time, they ran this old-style offense that uh, that John Elway basically ran and Mike Shanahan basically ran back in the 90s. And they ran it up until last year, except for two years in football, when Denver went, 
2012 and 2013 were the most explosive offense in NFL history. Then they went away from it because Peyton Manning started losing it, so they had to kind of go back to that old-style way. Um, Denver's doing it now because what? who do they play twice a year? Kansas City. Kansas City puts points on the board in a heartbeat. Yep. That's why every fan in Denver is like, they have Tyreek Hill, we need Henry Brooks, right? Yeah. We, we have no Fant now who is probably talent-wise uh, better tight end than Travis Kelsey just with all his tools. Yeah. I'm not going to say no fans better than Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is arguably the second best tight end in football. If you ask me, I think George Kittle's the best. But Travis Kelsey, consistent. Yeah. The dude's a step. But you piece it up. Denver's starting to build that way. They go get a guy who last year even on a bad team, was like, let's just throw the football downfield and Pat Shermer from the Giants. They're like, no, we got Drew Locke, a guy with a big cannon. Patrick Mahomes has a big cannon. Denver wanted a quarterback with a, an absolute cannon of arm. They don't care how accurate it is. Like, Can you get the ball 60 yards downfield? Yep. Quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> we need a big body wide receiver that can go catch those passes from like, Cortland Sutton. Now we need a speedster. Let's go get Henry Ruggs. That's who I hope they draft. We have a massive tight end. What else do they do to bring points on the board? Oh, Melvin Gordon added to Philip Lindsay. The division, more than the conference and the league, dictates your team. Yeah. It really does. You've got to be the best in your division. That's it. you got to figure out a way to beat the, the best in your division. Mm-hmm. If KC was putting 15 points on the board every day, Denver would have continued to do what they did, right? They were the best. They were be- That's why the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes. They were tired of playing Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning putting all these points on the board in Denver, so they had a guy who could do the same thing. Same with Tyreek Hill, and they had Kareem Hunt, like... They needed to put points on the board because Denver was putting 35 or 40 <laughs> points on the board every day. Yeah. Like, you have to beat them. And so Denver realistically made the machine that is KC. And hopefully KC really makes the machine that will be Denver. <laughs> like, you can't have this, this... Unless that machine ends up being Las Vegas. <laughs> the Raiders suck, so... <laughs> it, the only reason... <clears throat> The only reason I hate the Chargers more than the Raiders right now is because that they can't figure out how to beat the Raiders, so they're consistently the worst division, team in the division, so the Raiders aren't the worst team in the division. Like, come on, Chargers, do your job, win two more games, let the Raiders be last in the division, just fucking do something for me. <laughs> That's where they deserve to be. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, like, I don't know, Denver doesn't want... Den- yeah, we don't run into that problem like Denver, where LSU's like every player's like, gotta draft every LSU player. Yeah, it's it's the worst. It's And there's no, like, because, okay, I'll get into Kenneth Murray now. So there's no explaining to these guys that Kenneth Murray has all the tools, if not more, than Patrick Queen. Yeah. There, there's no explaining it to him. They're like, well, then why, why did Patrick Queen have a monster game in the national championship game? Where was Kenneth Murray? I was like... There's six players on that defense that can go in the first round. How many players outside of CeeDee Lamb are getting drafted from Oklahoma? Yeah. like There's two. Maybe an offensive lineman or two? Maybe? Uh, not in the first round. Well, sure. no, not in the first, but yeah. just period. Yeah. Like, Oklahoma is bad defensively outside of Kenneth Murray, and he still put up monster numbers. He... Uh, GM, I don't remember who it was, but they said he was the best interview they've ever had. Yeah. Stand-up dude. Like, I don't see how you could not want Kenneth Murray on your team. Obviously, you want Henry Ruggs, so I get, like, why you wouldn't want Kenneth Murray. But, like, for me, needing a middle linebacker, I'm like, all I want is Kenneth Murray. <laughs> so, Denver needs an inside linebacker. I've been 
pounding on the door to get inside linebacker for several years. Roquan Smith, that was my dude, and then Vic Vangio drafted him in uh, fucking Chicago, and I was like, no, my heart hurts. But we drafted Bradley Chubb, yeah. same draft, so I'm not upset. Love Roquan Smith. <sighs> dude, he's much. Then last year, the two Devons, right? Devin White and Devin Bush. Mm-hmm. Vic Vangio comes out and says, hey, neither of these guys are as good as Roquan Smith, right? So... Roquan Smith is a stud. That's Vic Vangio. Vic Vangio's like, neither of these two guys are as good as Roquan Smith. I don't want to draft him. He said the same thing. <laughs> he comes out and said, Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray are not as good as Roquan Smith. And that's his standard. His So his standard, if you don't know, <laughs> is Sam Mills. Yeah. If an inside linebacker isn't Sam Mills, Vic Vangio does not want to draft him <laughs> in the first round. That's the truth. I mean, fair. That's his, because he coached the Dome Patrol, and he's like, yeah. if they're not Sam Mills... I'm not drafting. So that was... In that's a, tough, though, because Sam Mills is literally everything you want in a football player. Well, and so that's the same. <laughs> he, remember, Vic Fangio has coached the absolute best of the best inside linebackers. He yeah. really has. He had coached... He, I'm fairly confident he was in... Um, he wasn't in Baltimore. Um, but he was with San Francisco. So he coached Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Right? Yeah. He coached Sam Mills and... Uh, uh, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. He's coached Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan in Chicago. Like he's had guys that are pro bowlers at an elite level, and he's like, "Here's my take. If you're not these guys, I don't want you." That's like saying, "Hey, you're not Michael Jordan, so I don't want LeBron James." <laughs> no, because LeBron James and Michael Jordan are comparable, right? Like you have. Or that's like saying, okay, that's like saying, you're not Michael Jordan, I don't want Carmelo Anthony, I don't want Dwayne Wade, well, I don't so, want... So the thing is, that's what his Dirk point Dibitsky. is. The point is, is like, you're either a Hall of Fame caliber linebacker. I'm not saying Danny Trevathan is, but Danny Trevathan's multi-time Pro Bowl. Yeah, really, 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 like... But he had yeah. him paired with Roquan Smith. Like, that was his thing. Like, hey, you go play with Roquan. He had two Hall of, or a Hall of Fame linebacker, Sam Smith, Sam Smith, Sam, Sam Mills, and <laughs> a guy that could be a Hall of Famer, right? In San Francisco, they have a guy that should be a Hall of Famer. We don't know if he ever will in Patrick Willis because of the injuries. Yeah. And a borderline Hall of Famer, Navarro Bowman. Yeah. He's going to look in the draft and go, if you're not a borderline Hall of Famer or Hall of Famer, I'll just get away with the guy that's already on the roster. Like, I can find a guy that can do what I need him to do. How do you know, though, that Kenny... How do you know Devin White doesn't go on to be the next Ray Lewis? How do you know the thing, that... The, it's... I don't. I, <laughs> I loved Devin Bush. Everyone knows I was at 10, draft Devin Bush. And yeah. when they traded 10 to the Steelers, I was like, you're giving the Steelers Devin Bush to pair with freaking... Oh, my God. Yeah. I was so upset. Like, Bud Dupree and J.J. Watt. I was like... Or TJ Watt was like, why? Why is this a thing? Why are you doing that? We yeah. could have that. But no. He, Vic Fangio looks at the linebackers, and he trusts himself so much on defense. I don't blame him. He trusts himself so much on defense, he goes, I don't need these guys. I can make you great. Which Vic Fangio has proven. He makes guys Fair. good. Really good. He said the same thing for Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons, his first three years in the league were up and down. Yeah. Up and down. Then last year he gets in Vic Fangio's defense and puts it all together. And he says, because uh, Vic Fangio's smart and just says, hey, you need to be here. I don't argue. I'm there. And all of a sudden, hey, there's the football right in my face. <laughs> yeah. like, that's an interception. Well, to be fair, defensively, more so than offensively, I feel like it's a scheme thing, right? Because if, exactly. if you're a really good receiver, you're going to fit anywhere you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Defensively, we see it all the time. Thinking back even to like Nambi Asimov, right? Everything gets <laughs> stud in Oakland. And then he goes out. Was he go to Philly? Philly. Yeah. Hot garbage, right? Oh, man. Um, System corners are trash. Yeah. 
it, I mean, it's just you, you defensively you have to fit with what they're doing. Oh yeah, no. Offensively, you go in, you're like, hey, I can run a football. Just <laughs> let me be fast, like I can. But that's the thing. So like back to that, like I like Kenneth Murray. Mm-hmm. Vic Fangio says he's not the best inside linebacker he's seen in the last couple of years. I'm gonna believe Vic Fangio and go, okay, you you can get what you get done. He has yeah. Alexander Johnson. Alexander Johnson played really well last year. Like if you think Alexander Johnson could do a good enough job to hold down an inside linebacker so you can go get Henry Ruggs, perfect. Yeah. If you couldn't get Henry Ruggs, if no tackle was there and Henry Ruggs wasn't there, I'd be like, okay, we haven't had an inside back in a couple years. Please go get Kenneth Murray and yeah. Patrick Queen. Like, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> See, my thing is, with New Orleans, we have Alex Anzalone's our middle linebacker. Yeah. He's played, like, seven games, I think is the most games he's played in, in a season. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy's just broken. And we knew drafting him, he was broken. We spent a, a second or third rounder on him. He came out of Florida with a bum shoulder and some bum knees. Like, we knew what we were getting. And then our backup plan for that was just to bring Manti Teo back in. <laughs> like, our linebacking group last year, Craig Robertson, career special teamer. I love Craig Robertson. And if it was 2015, that guy should be a starter. But it's yeah. 2019. That guy's not a starter anymore. He was consistently out of position, just getting burnt. Manti Teo was our middle linebacker. Yeah. And then Demario Davis, who <laughs> I love Demario Davis. But, like, Demario Davis was our whole linebacking group. If you bring in Kenneth Murray, hopefully maybe Kiko Alonso gets healthy, you could throw him outside, or let Anzalone play his four games outside before yeah. he goes down with another knee injury. Um, Damn. See, yeah, you guys need, like... We need linebackers. You need linebackers. We brought Emmanuel Sanders in. I think that's what we need at receiver. I don't think we need Henry Ruggs. We don't need... You don't need Justin another... Jefferson. I mean, Justin Jefferson should be a second-round pick. He'll probably go into the first. We'll see. But I if you can add Jefferson in, like, the second, I think you take it. Between 20 and, like, 27, I think we're going to see four or five receivers go. Well, I think... You're going to see Justin Jefferson go. I think you could see Mims go. I, Mims, maybe Jalen Rieger, depending on how people... Mims is the him. fourth receiver off the board, unless somebody bites on LaVisca's injuries. If they're like, I don't care about his injuries. If LaVisca, if LaVisca was healthy and not having this core issue that yeah. happened at the combine, he's the fourth receiver off the board flat out. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's, it, yeah, it's a star-studded four. And I think they're, that's between 9 and like 16, that those are all gone. Yeah. Um, the big three are off the board before 15. Or at yeah, 2.15. Because if, if if two of them are sitting at 15, if Lamb and Ruggs are there, Denver's taking one of them. And hopefully it's Ruggs. And I think Lamb's a better receiver. Yeah. I just think we what need, you need, we need the fucking guy that goes off downfield that can't be covered because yeah. he's so fast. I think after those three, Mims is the next one taken. Mm. Jalen Rager's the next one taken. Then it's Jefferson. Then it's Higgins. And I think Visca falls at the end of the second... I could see Brandon Ayuk sneaking into the first round, too, though. <sighs> Brandon Ayuk's a monster. He's going to be a monster bust. Remember Kevin White? That's my comp for Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Kevin White could have been so good. <laughs> Kevin White could have been so good if his body didn't betray him. Uh, I could also see Claypool going well, late first, early second. I think Chase Claypool ultimately makes the transition to tight end like teams want to. He yeah. doesn't want to be. He's like, I'm a wide receiver. Why does everyone see me as a tight end? Well, because you're six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds, and you ran a four three forty. Yeah, you're a like, giant. You could, he could do everything that Prime Jimmy Graham did. Everything. He's he's a guy that's a, he's a true wide receiver that can play inside a tight end. Now I don't know about his blocking skills. I I watched enough of Claypool. 
when I was watching Miles Boykin um, from Notre Dame as well. Yeah. And I love Miles Boykin. Special. Could oh, be special. He's six foot six. He's a yeah. monster. But he's the same thing, right? They have these giant wide receivers that really you should probably put them inside, let them play a little bit of tight end. And in a spread type offense, they're going to. Well, and that's always kind of been Notre Dame's thing. Even thinking back to uh, Michael Floyd. Michael Floyd. Floyd. Michael Floyd. Yeah, dude, it was gigantic. Didn't play like a giant though. No. And I mean, ACC receivers. Not that Notre Dame's ACC, but like they're an independent. But I mean, they're basically ACC. When you think about ACC receivers, it's similar. You think about like Kelvin Benjamin, giant dude, could have played inside, could have played outside, ended up just not being great at football. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean. I, I, Claypool sneaks into the... He's a second-round pick for me, unless somebody really is, like, not good at scouting. And so that's... This whole draft's going to be that way, because you can't scout now, you can't meet guys in an interview. Like, it's going you to be... You can Skype them. It's going to be a test, really, like, a film thing. Like, oh, what is this going to... Because there's no pro days. Yeah. Right? No, no pro days. days. Uh, guys like Colin Johnson. Yeah, he's going to fall. Yeah. He's no could combine. go fourth, fifth round. No like, combine. He's going to fall away. LaVisca's not going to be able to prove that he's healthy after this core injury and the surgery. Yep. He's going to fall. I think he's going to be a third-round pick. I honestly think Denver gets LaVisca in the third. I think it comes to him, he falls in the third, and they're like, well, we've got three first or three third-round picks. Take Visca. He's right there. Like, yeah, I don't care. As well. <laughs> it, this is a guy that has potential to be first-round falls because of injury because of pro days. There's no pro days. There's no tape. Yep. Guys of that nature, Jalen Rager, who was an absolute stud, but didn't run the fastest 40 like he was supposed to, right? This guy was supposed to run like a 4-2-40 as well. Ran like a 4-4 and a 4-3-9. People are going, oh, okay, well, we'll see you on day two. Well, and that's what I think is going to push Justin Jefferson up, is that he ran a 4-4-4. People were expecting him to run a 4-5, well, mid-4-5. He ran a 4-4. I think it might get him in the first with them not running the pro days. That's where I think, because that's where, for me, Mims takes that, that fourth spot. Because Mims, at the combine, ran Showed a four out. three eight, and everyone's yeah. like, "Whoa, he's six what?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's six two. He's two hundred and eighteen pounds, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He dominated the Senior Bowl. Like he went to the Senior Bowl. Everyone couldn't stop talking about him and KJ Hamler. Like, whoa, whoa, man, KJ Hamler dominated <laughs> out here. So did um, or KJ Hill. Sorry, not Hamler. Hamler's from Penn State. Hills from Ohio State. Uh, Mims dominated at the at the, at the Senior Bowl." And then at the combine shows out, runs a four three eight. I wouldn't be upset if Denver drafted him at fifteen if the other three were gone. If the other three are gone, even if they have to move back and go, okay, we can get him at twenty. Let's move back, get some more capital. At that point, you might as well, but right? because there's, like I said, I think there's a run at receiver at like from nineteen to twenty seven. Right yeah. with Philly, I think is at nineteen. Philly fucks that up and drafts a running back. You think so? Yeah, they're gonna draft like DeAndre Swift. Uh, I was going to say Dylan out of, like, fucking... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about a guy like, uh, is it Michael Duvernay? Right? Like a four... <laughs> Duvernay. Duvernay. I don't eat, too. It's been so long. Duvernay. Devin Duvernay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm a Texas fan, too. This is horrible. Um, Devin Duvernay. Whatever. <laughs> oh. um, guy ran a blistering 40. Yeah, I mean, but he ran a 40 that was... A, he ran a slower 40 than he was. So there's a lot of these guys, these... This wide receiver class was supposed to be it, right? Like, yeah. And it still is the stud of the studs. Like Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Denzel Denzel Mims upped his draft. I think Justin Jefferson kind of a little jumped. Visca dropped because he was hurt and ran a slower forty, ran like a four six at first. And everyone's like, oh, I'm like, he's a guy that runs like a four three when healthy. What about T. Higgins? T. Higgins fell because he didn't show out at the combine. Yeah. He, 
I think the taste on Higgins, um, and I liked Higgins coming this year, still like Higgins. Mm. He's a second-round pick for me. He added to a team. The th- issue was, you we've been scouting Higgins since he was a freshman, when T. Higgins was making plays in national yeah. championships games. And all of a sudden, he doesn't win a national championship, and people kind of forget about him, right? They're like, oh, man, CeeDee Lamb had a breakout year. Henry Gruggs had a breakout year. Devontae Smith out of Alabama, who didn't come out this year, but he had a breakout year. All these other wide receivers had these breakout years. Higgins didn't do any worse. He just stayed consistent and on par with what he did and then ran exactly what he was expected to run and do at the combine. Yeah, like, oh, up. he ran like a 4 4 9 or like a 4 4 9 or 4 4 you know, 7. They're like, cool. T. Higgins, we. Last year or next year, you're a first round pick. This year, so much other talent, you're a second round pick. Somebody's going to get Higgins in the second, and he's going to be a. I don't think he's going to be a stud in the NFL, but I think he he's going be to be a couple Pro Bowls. Like, he's a guy that makes. He's going to be. Brandon Marshall? No. Not that good? Brandon Marshall was really good for a Brandon Marshall could have been the Hall of Fame had he figured out his... Mental issues? His mental issues beforehand. And Brandon Marshall worked on it, right? Brandon Marshall wasn't a guy that was like out here fucking up like Alton Smith. Like He tried to figure out what's going yeah. on and just couldn't. I'm thinking more of Emmanuel Sanders, right? Now, different play style, but multiple pro bowler, like puts up the stats, the numbers. He, you know... Been to a bunch a, of Super Bowls? <laughs> a, guy, a guy that gets there. I just think, like, Devin Duvernay, he's going to fall. Um, because I, Did I get Michael, du- Michael Duvernay? I don't know, That's but it was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking at the name, so I'm going straight off. <laughs> I just think, like, there is so much... There is so much potential at wide receiver that that first initial run is going to be four or five guys. Really is. Just, I think Jefferson Jefferson's the fifth guy off the board. And then they're going to sour. Guys are going to go, wow, God, I can get Jalen in a second. We can get Jalen in a second. And you're going to start seeing some guys yeah. that get taken higher than they should, right? Reaches, because guys are like, okay, I need a lineback. I need an outside, or I need a tackle. Yeah. And there's like five or six. I think your top three tackles are great, right? Like mm-hmm. you have, like I think Jedrick Wills gets reached on. Mm-hmm. I think it comes to like 17, and a team could use like a wide receiver or Philly, maybe Philly looks at it and goes, we just lost Jason Peters, yeah. right? Well, let's get Jedrick Wills here because Jalen Rager isn't quite what we want. And I'm like, draft Jalen Rager, draft Jalen Rager, draft Jalen Rager. <laughs> like, Carson Wentz needs a guy who can go fucking burn and get the football. football. And I don't think, like, I don't think Philly's going to blow it like that because I think Philly understands, like, they need people that can catch footballs. <laughs> makes me mad is they drafted Dallas Goddard yeah. on, like, a spite pick mm-hmm. and... Have only semi used him. Yeah, like you made the greatest draft pick in NFL history, and refused to use him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think at receiver, I think there's going to be a run late in the first. I think it's just such a deep class at receiver that you're going to get a steal come second, third. Because, do you have the draft order? Can you give me the draft order? Yeah. I wish we could pull it up on this computer. Oh shit. Because I, I can't remember how many picks the Raiders have before Denver if they have just one. I think they should. I think it's just 13. And then I also, though, I think it's it's a deeper draft at running back than we're giving it credit for. And granted, running back is such a depleted position now that, like, you can get a really good running back third, fourth. Well, yeah, you're seeing guys, I mean, undrafted Austin Eckler and Philip Lindsay make a, a exactly. living, right? 
Let me uh -oh. through real quick. So yeah, 12 is the only pick the Raiders have okay. for you guys. So we're, let's run through this real quick, and we'll just do our own mini mock through the first round. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, actually, we're going to pause this, come back, and do our mini mock. We kind of <laughs> rambled, but we don't care. We love you guys. All right, so we're back. We're going to do our own mini mock draft. This wasn't planned. We're just going <laughs> to do it. We don't care. Off right? the top of the head. There's nothing going draft. on. Michael yeah. Duvernal, number one overall. <laughs> <laughs> like some XFL shit. Ooh. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow? It's got to be. It's Joe Burrow. I... Unless the Dolphins, they make that trade with the Dolphins, it's Joe Burrow. Yep. Washington Redskins, who do you got? I'm going to go Mekhi Becton. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> it's got to be Chase Young. If it's not Chase Young, like they just need to burn their whole stadium down. That's the best so player in the draft. So you're going Chase Young. Yep. Uh, he is the best player in the draft. I'm going Jeffrey Okuda, though, at two. They get their guy. They, they have pass rush there. Not yep. Chase Young pass rush, but they don't have corners there. So... I'm going Washington Redskins. They just let go of Josh Norman. Jeffrey Okuda. Yep. So, Detroit, number three. That's where I got Okuda going. That's where I got Chase Young going. I just, <laughs> just flipped flip those two. Yeah, I think losing Darius Slated, you bring Okuda in. It's just plug him in and go. New York Giants. I've seen a couple mocks that had him going tackle. I would probably go Isaiah Simmons. Oh. I really like what Isaiah Simmons can do, and I think you can build your offense around Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. I think they need a piece to build their defense around, and I think Isaiah Simmons could be that. So Isaiah Simmons at four mm -hmm. to the Giants. It's not a bad pick. Yeah. He's a stud. He can play all over the place. You've talked about tackle, and I'm going to make fun of Rick Edelman here. <laughs> Andrew Thomas is a guy who should go as the first tackle off the board. But Rick Edelman doesn't care about mocks and projections, and he's going to take Mekhi Becton to I can protect Danny Dimes. No, I have nothing wrong with Mekhi Becton. I just think Andrew Thomas is the, the best tackle in this draft. The only problem that I have with Mekhi Becton, he's a guy that I'm high on. Um, yeah. If you follow the page on Facebook, you probably saw the post. Um, he's raw. Yeah. Oh, well. He's nasty, but he's raw. Yeah, you know who else is nasty but raw? Garrett Bowles. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He could be Garrett Bowles. That's he could my thing. Be Garrett Bowles, raw nasty, had all the talent in the world. Mekhi Becton, not saying he is. Ryan Ramchek, the complete tackle in the draft. Yep. Andrew Thomas, the complete tackle in the draft. I'm going to go Giants, go Mekhi Becton. Hopefully he turns out. I don't think it's a terrible pick, but <laughs> I, like I think Mekhi. it's a reach on him. The first of many for the Miami Dolphins. Number five. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to say that they go Herbert. Oh, me too. Uh -oh. <laughs> No way. Yes. They're going to just flip the whole Chargers draft on its head. Justin Herbert goes five to Miami. That was my pick as well. Yeah. So, um, speaking of the now overturned Chargers. I think they're going to reach on uh, Jordan Ruggs. Not Jordan Ruggs. Jordan <laughs> Jordan Love. Love. I think they take Love and I think Tua slips. Okay. I'm going quarterback as well, but I think it's a panic pick. They just saw their guy get taken off the board. They're going to draft Tua. I can they, see it. They said they have Tyrod. Yeah. So I think Tua comes in, sits a year. Um, but yeah, so got Jordan Love going early. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. I think if they're smart, they go linebacker, right, to replace Luke Keekley. Huge loss. Mm hmm. 
But I think they go tackle. Um, Gotta protect Eddie Bridgewater? Yeah. I think they go tackle. Um, I could see, like, Werfs there. Yeah. Just Werfs. You're going to let Andrew Thomas fall as well? I think a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So with the tackles in the draft, it's been so jumbled, right? Yeah. There's no, like, consensus number one. Like, I've seen Mekhi Becton go first to tackles. I've seen Werfs go first to the tackles. I've seen Thomas go first to the tackles. Like, it's just so jumbled that... Yeah. Um, So you're going to go with Werfs? I'd go Werfs there. I was thinking tackle or linebacker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where the guy protect Teddy Bridgewater. Same time, I'm. I, I see them falling. Um, I see. I see two ways. I see tackle or linebacker, and I think. Well, you still got Isaiah Simmons there. If Isaiah Simmons there at seven, that's steal. <laughs> I see them jumping for joy that they get a replacement for Luke Keekley to pair with Shaq. Yeah, Shaq uh, Thomas and Brian Burns. Yeah, and go. There's our guy, Isaiah Simmons, number seven. So, I like it. Then we got the Cardinals. As much as I want that pick to be CD Lamb, I think that's where I'd throw Thomas. I think you get Kyler Murray all the protection you can get. Um, that's who I have him taken as well is Andrew Thomas. You get him a, a solid left tackle, a guy that he doesn't have to worry about and stands in the pocket. I think Arizona Cardinals take take Andrew Thomas. Jacksonville Jaguars. That's tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> what don't they need? Wide receiver. I think that's back, where lineman defense. Like Miles Jacks, their best inside linebacker. They need corner. They traded Bouye and Ramsey are gone. Yeah, and I think. I would probably go. Did I say Worfs already? You said Worfs. Worfs went to Carolina for you. You're now. Oh man, you got Yannick Agakwe wants to be gone. <laughs> Yannick Agakwe got spent. You still have Mackay Becton on the board. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably go Mackay Becton there. I don't like the pick that early. No. But I think you're going to have to retool your offense, right? You got to protect Gardner Minshew. You got to protect Minshew. You got to be able to open holes for Leonard Fournette. I think, I mean, it's a solid pick. I mean, <laughs> you got to get him a linebacker. So Mackay went third for me or fourth for me for the yeah. Giants. Uh, Jacksonville, they get a guy that will, I think, Help them immediately. Um, they have a guy they can already compare with. Uh, um, who was their wide receiver last year? That was DJ Chark. Chark. They go and get Jerry Chark Judy. Bait, uh, I think they get Jerry Judy. Give Gardner Minshew all the all the weapons in the world on offense to try to get Chark and Judy and Fournette to make it work, make it happen. So Jacksonville gets Jerry <laughs> Judy first wide receiver off the board for me. Then the Browns. The Browns are in a weird spot right now where they let Christian Kirksey walk. Yes. And Joe Schobert. And Joe Schobert. Um, I'm going to go with Grant Del Pitt there. Safety. Yeah, I think they go safety. You get a playmaker. Yep. I, I, yeah. I think I'm going defense as well. Um, 
Linebackers continue to drop for me here. They're not going to be picked here. They're going to go with a guy because Greedy Williams just kind of didn't work out last year. It's no offense to Greedy Williams. Maybe he takes around. They're going to go LSU again, and they're going to take Fulton. You think so? Pair him with Denzel Ward, and they're going to have a very young, very young corner group. <laughs> that I mean, Denzel Ward's, really Denzel Ward's a baller, dude. Fulton could be. He can't tackle. we got to see what Greedy Williams can do. We'll go from there, but Browns add another corner to that group. Yeah, I like so, it. The Jets. I think... I've seen mocks where they go O-line. Yep. I think they go receiver. I think this is where the run on receivers go. I think they take Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. I'm going to go right here. I'm going to go Tristan Wirfs. Wirfs comes in. They get a guy to help protect. They sign Connor McGovern. Um, they're going to go with Wirfs here. Get a guy in the tackle, whether it's right or left, and Plug help protect, and protect Sam Darnold. The Las Vegas Raiders. I think... The Raider way is always going to live on. I think they go Henry Ruggs. Oh, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me on this one, it's, again, a... I think it's a reach at this point. I think they panic. I think it's... I think their original pick here was wanting to go with a guy like Herbert mm-hmm. if he fell, but because the Dolphins and the Chargers blew this entire draft up... <laughs> Justin Love goes to Jordan Love. Jordan Love, sorry, Jordan Love goes to the Las Vegas Raiders here. Originally, it. this pick was either going to be Herbert for me or CD Lamb, but because there's no other quarterback on the board, they run and get Love and, and make it happen. So I still got CD Lamb, Henry Ruggs on the board. The San Francisco 49ers. I've got CD Lamb off the board. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Niners go for it. Defensively, they're going to be just fine. I, I, I'd like to see Fulton go here. Yeah, they need corner help. They need corner help, but I think C.D. Lamb goes. I think they make the... If they're smart, I have C.D. Lamb going here as well. That's that's my pick for them. Um, Actually, let me. I'm going to go Fulton. Okay. I'm going to say they address that need. and Because uh, if it's somebody more athletic out there than Richard Sherman, they might win that Super Bowl. Yeah. They, so yeah, I'm going to go Fulton there. I I like the idea of Fulton, right? Mm-hmm. That was my. Uh, it's one of those picks. They need a corner. C.D. Lamb, for me, makes sense. They need another wide receiver. Um, they lost Manuel Sanders. Debo can't do it all himself. Jalen Hurd, mm-hmm. he just hasn't. He was a rookie, right? Like he got hurt, didn't do anything. It's not his fault. Um, Marquise Goodwin's supposed to be good, but I think you lost Bunkner mm-hmm. uh, for a reason. Um, you lost Shelton Day. They're gonna go Javon Kinlaw here, and they're gonna fill up that gap in the front seven again because they think that front seven got them to the Super Bowl. So they're going to fill that DeForest Bunker need with Javon Kinlaw at 13. I and, like it. And, and go there. Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> I like how their offensive efficiency rating is 20 with the 20 interception or 30, 30 interceptions. interceptions and, yeah. um, man, what does Tampa Bay need? Help defensively in the secondary? Secondary. Got rid of Mark Barron. Maybe Xavier McKinley there. I think it's early for both of those safeties to be gone because outside of those two, there's not much. That's where I'm going Grant Delpit. Yeah. Grant Delpit makes 14. Um, I would have gone CeeDee Lamb here if they didn't already have Chris Evans and, and, and or Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yep. So 14, I get, I'm going with Grant Delpit to get safety help. Yep. Some secondary pieces there. 
Denver Broncos. I think you guys get a steal in C.D. Lamb slipping all the way to 15. I think you guys take him, you get a solid number one to be your number two. With Cortland. I mean, if Cortland becomes the number two at that point, I don't think it's a <laughs> problem. Whatever. I think Cortland's the number one. It's by no accident I actually have him going here. It's, it's maneuvering. CeeDee Lamb's still on the board for me, but so is Henry Ruggs. And yep. I think Denver takes their guy in Henry Ruggs. Um, and they they get their guy. They get Henry Ruggs. Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to shake it up a little bit right here. I think they go with the guy out of Georgia. I think they take DeAndre Swift at 16. We're going to pair him with going to pair him with the old teammate there. I guess he wouldn't be a teammate, but yeah, the old, I think the old alum. Assuming that that Todd Gurley can stay healthy, it yeah. might look like a bad pick. But Todd Gurley came in on a one year deal, right? Yes, one year deal. You get your guy for the following year. I think DeAndre Swift's going to be a monster, and it's an insurance policy. If Todd Gurley goes down week three, you're not left back. List because I'm pretty sure Devontae Freeman walked. Uh, Freeman's well, they cut Freeman. Yeah. So I don't mind that pick. Um, Atlanta has a whole lot of other needs on the field besides offense, uh, and that's where I'm going with Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray makes his way to 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 Atlanta and helps a very depleted. I mean, Deion Jones is um, or not Deion Jones. Uh, Vic Beasley's gone. Keanu Neal's hurt often. I think you get a guy inside that can help you in in Kenneth Murray there. The only thing I disagree with there is that Deion Jones is a monster. And I think if if you can find a way to make it work, but they're both prototypical inside linebackers. But if they can make it work, you get a playmaking linebacker. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Kenneth Murray there. I like that. Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys. Um, they re-signed Byron Jones. Don't need corner help. I they mean, didn't re-sign they, Byron Jones. Oh, they did Byron in Miami. Oh, did he? Yeah. Shoo. Yeah, Byron Jones. Um, biggest cornerback deal in all time. Damn. Yeah. Miami. Thought he stuck around. Nope. Um, There's no great corners sitting on the draft. <laughs> yeah. You know, Fulton and Kuda gone, and so do I. Hmm. I think they go secondary help. I, yeah, they have to. McKinney goes there. Um, McKinney goes, they've been Cowboys fans. Well, Kane been wanting Jamal Adams for the last couple of years trade. They're not going to make that trade. McKinney, Xavier McKinney from Alabama hits Dallas Cowboys. They get a stud on. A stud in the secondary. I think with the board being the way it is, I'm going to go Javon Kinlaw there. Ooh. I think they get an interior lineman that can get after quarterbacks and stop the run. Pair with Demarcus Lawrence and Demarcus Lawrence, and you've got Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh behind him. Yeah, um, Miami Dolphins, the second <laughs> pick. Um, I had Miami take Herbert in the first earlier. earlier. So did I. Yep. I like. I think I like Mims there. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I think. You gotta get playmakers on offense. I like it. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. The big three are already off the board. Um, not for me. I still have one floating, <laughs> and he's not going here. Uh, Miami Dolphins. They have help. they need help all over the board. Mm-hmm. Um, they did take Herbert. They have their guy. They have Devonte Parker as well. Um, this is where I see DeAndre Swift going. They pick him up. I've um, seen a lot of mocks. They've missed. Switched. They missed off on a lot of tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're going to get Swift going to the Dolphins here. They're going to have Herbert, Swift, their new offense. Let's see what happens. The Raiders. As much as it hurts me, I think this is where Kenneth Murray goes. Mm. I think you get Max Crosby up front. You got John Abrams behind him. I think you throw Kenneth Murray in the middle. They signed Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib has been an okay pass rusher. He's a rotational guy. That would be nasty. Yeah, I think that's where he goes. It pains me to go here. <laughs> this hurts. But finally, C.D. Lamb, <laughs> the steal of the draft yeah, at C.D. Lamb slides. If C.D. Lamb slides to nineteen, that's that. C.D. Lamb hits hits that for me. They got Jordan Love. Um, they got C.D. Lamb now. They have Josh Jacobs. They have Darren Waller. Um, Hunter Renfro's there. Yep. I think the the Raiders can potentially put it together because I don't think their their defense needs a linebacker. Um, but I think C.D. Lamb at this point. They were salivating. They passed up on him um, to get Jordan Love because they panicked. Bam, he still returns to him. The Jacksonville Jaguars. So this is where my run on receivers is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say... There's so many receivers. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go T. Higgins is the first of the run. Ooh. I had them taking Jerry Judy to go with him there. Um this this is where it gets hard for me. Um, this is where I think Prince um, Prince Ogu o, Prince <laughs> so hard to say <laughs> Prince Ogu Owebu, um yep. goes he goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars they get a tackle um, and it, it it ends up there. The Philadelphia Eagles. I've got Justin Jefferson going to Philadelphia. They have the chance to take him. I think they do. Denzel Mims at 21. So I'll take Mims off the board. You're already deep into my secondary receivers. Oh, yeah. I'm all the way. <laughs> I'm all in on the receiver group. The Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, one of the best pass rushers in the draft. Um, What's the kid's name? Kavon Chase Young? LSU kid? Oh, I wouldn't know. Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have Minnesota taking him. Everson Griffin's getting older. Um, Daniil Hunter's getting older. If Daniil Hunter's even there anymore. Daniil Hunter's there. I wouldn't say he's even getting older. But I think they lost Griffin. I think they... Oh, no, they lost Linval Joseph. Mm-hmm. That's where my pick comes in. They lost Linval Joseph. Um, I'm going interior from Auburn. I'm going Derek Brown. Derek Brown's a beast. So that's where I'm going with Derek Brown there. I was going to go wide receiver because they lost Diggs, mm-hmm. um, but they have Cook. They have Thieland. They can get a guy later on. I think they go Derek Brown. The New England Patriots, they have lost out on everything. There is no great wide receivers on the board. There's no corners. There's no There's no quarterbacks. I still have Tua. Oh! I'm saying Tua goes to at 23. Drop. To wow. the New England Patriots, assuming somebody doesn't trade up to grab him. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Tua to New England. I think Bill Belichick wants to switch it up. <laughs> Fair enough. Tua tag of Iowa, huh? <laughs> wow. Yes, sir. Um, they lost some pieces on defense. Um, Vanoy left. I think Collins is gone. Um, they need some help. Mm-hmm. Belichick loves defense. Um, he's going to go with Jared Sinema quarterback, I believe. 
I think he can still realizes he can get anyone to play wide receiver and play mediocre at best. Yeah. <laughs> He's got some <laughs> talent on wide receivers. Patrick Queen finds his way off the board at 20, 23 to the New England Patriots. Congratulations. You're still a playoff <laughs> contender. I was I still got Patrick Queen, and as much as it hurts me that <laughs> Kenneth Murray's already gone, and I, it might just be that I'm higher on Kenneth Murray than some people are. Yeah. But yeah, I think New Orleans picks up Patrick Queen. We feel a need at linebacker, and he's a really good linebacker. Well, I just think Kenneth Murray's better. So you're, you're saying Patrick, the New Orleans Saints, even though we talked about it, you hate him staying in the, the Bayou? No, okay, I don't hate him staying in the Bayou. It just annoys me. <laughs> I think they stay in the Bayou as well. Justin Jefferson. I like it. I'm so, a fan of that. I think with us bringing in Emmanuel Sanders, less likely than it's Justin Jefferson, but I think that's where I, I can see it. <laughs> Sanders, man, he's getting older. That's where I'm going with. 25. I have the Vikings picking wide receiver here, but go ahead. I had them take Chasen earlier. So here I would probably go receiver as well. Um, I think they take a shot and go Visca. Ooh. Oh, man. Gary Kubiak's going to have a lot of fun with LaVisca. <laughs> and all I don't know that anyone in that division wants LaVisca in that creative of an offense. Right? They let go of Stefan Diggs. They bring in LaVisca. Yeah. He's he's going to be running the football. He's going to be catching the football. He's going to be throwing the football if he's healthy. Hopefully LaVisca. not making the playoffs because I can't deal with another Minnesota loss. <laughs> I have them going wide receiver here in an absolute... They lost their speedster. They have a guy who can catch everything. Um, they lost their speedster. There's still a speedster sitting on my board. Jan Rager goes to Minnesota. Jan Rager hits that spot. So I like it. Miami Dolphins. I'm trying to remember who I had Miami take. Because <laughs> uh, I went Herbert. Herbert. I don't know who my second one was. Um. But at any rate, they need running back help. What's the kid's name out of LSU? Oh, um, not ATN. It's a. Uh, I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd have him taking the running back out of LSU. Give her a Google. <laughs> this is all topic. We're not even writing this down. <laughs> no double picks here. I don't think. I hope not. We'll find out. I have <laughs> I've got Jalen Rager going four times. <laughs> Say I have Jalen Rager going three. Um. So Clyde Edwards, hilarious. Yep. Okay. Um. Dude played a big role in LSU's year. Um, with DeAndre Swift going off the board earlier, that's where I've got Miami going. I can't remember who I had Miami taking either, because I had him taking Herbert, and then... You had him taking Herbert and Swift. Herbert and yeah. Swift. Yes, I did. I had him taking I, Herbert I and Swift. I have no idea who my second Miami um, is. I have a pick here. Um, he's fallen quite a bit, I think, just because of the combine and... He was the number one pass rusher for a long time in the draft, and I think it's one of those things he just he was number one, and so he starts to fall. Mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins get AJ Espinosa here, and really work off the edge. They've they lost Cameron Wake a couple years ago. They've never really had the pass rush since Jason Taylor retired like mm-hmm. twenty nine hundred years ago. <laughs> they get AJ Espinosa. Look for him to wear ninety nine. It's gonna look <laughs> sick and nasty. See, I actually have Espinosa going twenty seven to Seattle. Ooh, replace the. Um, uh, you lose Jadavion Clowney, bring in Espinenza, assuming that Jadavion Clowney doesn't come back at some point. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Seattle needs offensive line help. That's they true. need a lot of offensive line help. Um, UCLA has a guy that's kind of raw talent, can play here and there, or no, maybe it's USC. Um, 
Austin Jackson finds his way um, yep. to the, the Seattle Seahawks. They need some help there. The Baltimore Ravens. I think... I would love it if Makai Becton was still on the board. <laughs> um, I think they need help at receiver, right? They have Hollywood Brown. Their next best receiver is Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed. They have Miles Boykin. Um, I have him going... I'm going to go Jalen Rager. Did you did you have him on the board? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't said him yet. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. I'm pretty sure. That's nasty. <laughs> We're going to find out. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this on the way home. Yeah, I don't think I had said Jalen Rager yet. Um, Baltimore Ravens. Jalen Rager. That could be nasty. Uh, Allows them to spread the field a little more, not use their tight ends so much. <laughs> this. Oh, man. Wish I wrote it down because I wanted Worfs here at point, but Worfs went to. Uh... Man, I can't remember I had Worfs. I'm going to listen to it. It's not Worfs. Worfs isn't here. <laughs> Um, I have him going a wide receiver here as well. Um, now most wide receivers at this point are gone. I had Justin Jefferson's gone, Denzel Mims gone. I don't think you said T. Higgins' name yet. T. Higgins is still on the board, but I said T. Higgins is going to fall quite a ways from me, unfortunately. I think they, they reach on, on Chase Claypool here and yeah. go, yep, this is our guy. He's big. He's fast. He gets paired with Miles Boykin, his old college teammate, and they have fun. Um, maybe not the best pick. I can see him actually trading away at this point, but Tennessee Titans now. <laughs> um, uh, man. I like the idea of them going linebacker. I don't know who else would be available at linebacker outside of the big two inside. Um, I would probably go because they got AJ Brown at receiver. They've got a busted up tight end. Uh, Delaney Walker's gone, but they have Johnny Smith, who was a monster. Um, I'd have to probably go linebacker there. Let me see who. Well, twenty nine for Tennessee. I have them going wide receiver um, because Chris Davis hasn't turned into the fourth or fifth overall pick, whichever one he was. And they're going to go T. Higgins and, and, and add to A.J. Brown and let Tannehill have some weapons. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> I would probably go Willie Gay out of Mississippi State. Really? Yeah, he's fast. He's mean. I go Willie Gay. Oh wow. Fair enough. Um, keep that up as much as we can. Can we do the multiple thing? Yeah. Let's see what we got. We're doing this off the top of our head, guys. Cause yeah, I have T. Higgins going to Tennessee at this point, and this is where I'm gonna need some more help. <laughs> We're deep in the first rounders. So Green Bay at 30. Because, yeah, Tennessee taking Higgins. This leaves Green Bay really upset because Green Bay needs wide receiver help. Mm -hmm. At this point, they're they're done. Um, bum, 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 bum. We're going to go all. Chase Young, Burrow, they're all gone. They need some help. Who do they get? 
He's fallen this far. C.J. Henderson, cornerback. They're going to pair with uh, Jazir Alexander and, and that group of guys. I really like Jair Alexander. Yeah, he's a stud. I also really like Darnell Savage. I know his season got cut short early last year. Yeah. I'm a big fan of of that second really that entire team outside of Aaron Rodgers and I don't like Aaron Rodgers yeah, like but Aaron outside Rodgers. of Aaron Rodgers I love that team I think they go I think they go Green Bay there goes and gets uh, let's see who do I have that's fallen so far Anderson <laughs> and another corner on the board I'm going to go with the guy that I've had follow real far. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Derek Brown. Derek Brown. I think they get the steal of the first on my board. Um, they get some interior pass rush help. Yeah, you got Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, and now yep. Derek Brown. I like that. Shoo. I think they needed corner help, so that's kind of why I went. So the San Francisco 49ers. We have them. You had them needing corner help. And you had them taking corner, I believe. Yes. I had him go Fulton early. Yep. So who do you have him here at 31? Who do I have left at receiver? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're kind of at that point where there's no one in the worth taking. Um I have them taking a guy that's 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 fallen at this point at corner because I had him take um Javon Kinlaw up and early. Oh no, I know I know you can keep looking. Uh it's Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama. I like Trayvon Diggs. Senior corner. Um they need corner help. That's, I think that's where they're gonna go. So, I like the idea of them going out and getting Michael Pittman Jr. He's a burner. Yeah, he's a USC guy. Isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, I also still have Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk ran a slower forty than everybody expected him to. Um, so yeah, I'd go with Pittman. Pittman. Yeah. So the last one on the board, the, um. Yeah, because I have them going, uh, uh, um, Trayvon Diggs, again, corner out of Alabama. Who, the last one on the board, Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I don't know who they're going to have pay play for him for 177 bucks. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, I can see them trading out of the first. I, yeah. But for, for draft sake, um, I think... I kind of have a, a guess it's tough for me. They need some help. They need some pass rush help. They need some linebackers. Um, at this point, there's not a great linebacker, so they're going to... I honestly see them trading out of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, the Yotir Gross Matos, Yotir Gross Matos <laughs> out of Penn State, or, uh, yeah, Penn State... I think he he goes to them at thirty one or thirty two, but I, I see them trading out of that pick entirely. So <sighs> see, I like him going. Do we have a list? I really like Aquara. I'd probably go Terrell Lewis out of Bama. Bama, the Bama player. Yeah, you always go Bama on defense. Go Bama on defense. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where we're at. Um, 
we're gonna have to find out if we doubled up on it. I'm gonna listen to it. We're gonna double up. Um, <laughs> next time we'll we'll do another mock draft. I think next next week. Slightly um, more prepared. We'll do a more prepared <laughs> one because that was off the top of my head. We'll see what it looks like again. Um, obviously we had some bigger picks there. You and I switched two and three. Um, we switched. I went Jeffrey Kuda two. You went Young. Mm-hmm. Flip flop those. Both surprising had Herbert going to Miami. Yep. That was. <laughs> I think Miami flips the, the whole draft upside down right there. You letting Tua fall to 23 to the Patriots. I had the Chargers in a pure panic pick because Herbert was their guy. Yeah. And that goes Tua. I just think Love's a little more complete at quarterback. I think Tua's the best quarterback in this draft. Assuming that he's 100% he's healthy. Hurt, assuming, right? yeah. assuming that you're okay with having a left-handed quarterback as well. <laughs> it's a weird... From what I understand, it throws everything off. There's I'm not, I don't trust lefty quarterbacks. I really don't. I do think Tua's the best quarterback in this draft. Um, but I don't have him falling. I have him going to five. That's not a fall for me. And I have at again the Patriot or the 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 Raiders at twelve panicking because their guys are off the board. They for some reason the Patriot or the the Raiders weren't prepared and had Herbert falling to them for some reason. They picked Jordan Love there and appear panic move. But they get the surprise at nineteen with CD Lamb and go. I also hey. don't. I think with this year being all online for most teams, I think it. It might fall apart a little bit, dude. It's going to be a little crazy for guys. Let me throw one name out really quick because I know we're running short on time. What do you think about a guy like Jalen Hurt? Hurts? Hurts. Hurts is my favorite quarterback in this draft. Um, he's not the best quarterback in this draft. He's not overly accurate. Um, I said when he went to Oklahoma this year, at the beginning of the season, they were going to have back-to-back-to-back Heisman winning number one overall. Yeah. Pick quarterbacks. I any team that needs a quarterback. Could you see New England picking him up? No, no. I don't know that Belichick wants a guy like Tua. I, I think a guy. I think Belichick wants a guy like Tua more. Um, Tua gets this rep for being this. I don't understand it, and I think it's. I'm going to go there a little bit. It's a little bit of a racial thing. He's not a white quarterback, so he's not a pocket quarterback. Yeah. Tua doesn't scramble. Tua is a stand in the pocket, throw laser dimes to guys, right? You know, he might make some plays, but he's yeah, not... he even, can move, but he's not... He's not even Wilson, right? Wilson yeah. doesn't really scramble. Wilson scrambles, he doesn't run, right? He's not LeVar. I think guys look at Jalen Hurts and think, okay, he's not even Lamar Jackson. Like, he's not... He is a wide receiver or running back. Yeah. Um, guy's got a cannon for an arm, though. I think in the second round is where the San Francisco 49ers make the move for Jalen Hurts. I think a team that needs a quarterback is going to look and go, and not that the Niners need a quarterback, but they might have some questions. A team that has some questions or maybe an open uh, Jacksonville. The door's not slammed closed. Yeah, Jacksonville. um, I could see Houston making a move for him. Now, it's not that Winston isn't, or yeah, Watson isn't the the guy there. I think it's just they have Bill Bill O'Brien. And no one knows what's going on with Bill O'Brien. What about Indianapolis? Indy would be You've a good pick. You've got Philip Rivers there. You've got yeah. Brissett's still there, I'm pretty sure. Brissett's still there. They obviously don't think Brissett's their guy. They did pick up P.J. Walker. That's... Carolina picked up P.J. Oh, yeah, Carolina did pick up... But yeah, my thing is, teams are going to look at Hurts. No one's going to draft Hurts in the first to be their guy this year. Yeah. I think it's, okay, Niners have one more year to run with Jimmy Garoppolo and see what's going on. They're going to go with Hurts or... Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, they have guy on one and two year deals yep. that are older. Okay, let's go get those guys. Um, it's that type of I've scenario. I've seen mocks where Hertz makes it to New Orleans in the third. We don't have a second round pick. And I mean, you guys and still Drew have Brees is on a two year deal. Yeah, uh, 
Sean Payton keeps saying Taysom Hill's the guy, but we're not 100% sure. It, they use weapons. I mean, Jalen Hurts could be a weapon exactly. in an offense right away. I can see him going to Baltimore um, in like the third or fourth as a, because they lost, I think they let RG3 walk, I thought. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure, yeah. But uh, he might even resign. I don't know if he signed with anyone. But maybe he goes there and it's, uh, hey, you're the perfect replacement for Lamar Jackson. If something happens. Um, I also see Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland taking him like the third or fourth. Well, yeah, is, is Cleveland 100% sure Baker Mayfield's the guy? Exactly. So Jalen Hurst for me is the ultimate, the ultimate what if in this draft um, at quarterback. What What's going to happen? Who is he going to pick? He's going to fall behind Jake Fromm, unfortunately for me. Um, and I even see Shea Patterson going before. And Shea Patterson's a terrible quarterback, but I see Shea Patterson going because I think there's a lot of GMs that want Jalen Hurts to make the switch to wide receiver. Yeah. And I don't think he wants to. Did Jake Eason? Jake Eason. Did, did he it, come out? Uh, yeah, he's coming out. I didn't have him going, so Jake Eason goes. Yeah. Um, I was only set on four quarterbacks going in the first. Um and even then, Jordan Love wasn't going to go for me until it was pure panic. Yeah. It was one of those moments where it's like, the Raiders need to go get a guy. They go get Jordan Love because John Gruden thinks he's the greatest football mind in NFL history, and he, he can get something done with him. See, I like him rocking with Derek Carr one more year. And if it doesn't go well, they find a way to go after... Well, because they got Mariota. Um, I think Carr's gone. I, I think, think so. they go get Love. and may, I think Carr is part of a draft day trade. Um, we still don't know what New England's going to do at quarterback that's why i didn't have him picking one i still think it's one of winston dalton or Carr. yeah i think two at 23 would be so much fun <laughs> every i don't think every afc east fan that just saw tom brady run away was like it's our time and then they would have to put their arms down like they did to put their arms <laughs> up for like a whole two months like yes and then and then two like, and like yeah. You got one year, Josh Allen, <laughs> go get a Super Bowl while you can, but you have to compete with Patrick Mahomes in that conference as well. Like, yeah. good luck. But, yeah. I'm going to listen to this on the way home. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see one of us drafted Jalen Rager six times. Pro- if, probably. You know, is that a, is that a, I mean, that's a miss on our end, but is that an ultimate, like, indictment on, on Jalen Rager? Yeah, he's the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to come in and be the greatest player of all time. <laughs> Any team after tw- after like 16 is like, we want Jalen Rager. He's already drafted. Don't care if drafting <laughs> Jalen Rager. Just let him pick where he goes. <laughs> Ultimate free agency. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to call her good here, guys. Uh, we appreciate it. Follow us on Facebook at For The People Football. On Twitter. At uh, Tyler For The People. So it's F-T-F-P? No, F-T-P-F. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. then Steven's the same way. Um, Steven at the same little thing at the end. FTPF. Um, hit that hashtag. For the MF people. Give us a like, give us a listen, give us a share. Um, as always, we love and appreciate you guys.